Welcome to the Edges of Lean. I'm Bella Engelbach, and in this podcast, we explore the human and creative side of lean thinking, unusual places where lean thinking is practiced. We meet people who are practicing continuous improvement in many different flavors and styles. So come along with me on a journey to the edges of lean. Episode 22, Continuous Improvement for Women Over 50. With today's special guests, Robin Tillotson and Deandra Wardell. Robin Tillotson is an activist for joyful aging with more than 20 years of experience in aging services. She's most passionate about helping black women over 50 thrive and age well. As part of her mission, she hosts the podcast, This I Do For Me, Women Over 50, Black and Fabulous, and she curates cultural experiences, including bespoke international travel experiences for senior women. Deandra Wardell is a visionary, coach, strategist, speaker, consultant, a Carter geek, and she's passionate about developing a world of problem solvers. Robin Tillotson and Deandra Wardell, welcome to the Edges of Lean. Thank you, Bella. It's great to be here. Yes, thank you, Bella. It's great to be here, and it's great to be here with Robin. Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to have the two of you because you have a really interesting story to tell, um, which is a story about women and is a story about uh, Kata, which we haven't really talked about on this podcast before. And uh, it's a story about interesting ways that people make connections. And Deandra, I should really say, welcome back to the Edges of Lean because this is a return appearance for you. So I'm so happy that you, you're back, back with me today. So I'd like to start with Robin. Uh, Robin, you have a, a really, really interesting business um, and an interesting business model. I wonder if you could just tell us about that for a minute. Sure. So my business is called uh, This I Do For Me. And the name came from a saying that my mother used to say all the time when she um, had sacrificed a lot for me and my brother and finally bought something for herself or did something for herself. So I remember her buying a purse and she showed us the purse and said, this I do for me. So that always stuck with me. I guess I was about 11 or 12 years old. And so when it came down to uh, deciding what type of business I was going to start, uh, which was I knew I wanted it to center around women who were age 50 plus. And I picked that cohort because um, I noticed that they are a group that is always doing for others, aging parents, uh, spouses, raising grandchildren, they're in the sandwich generation. Um, And so I noticed though, Bella, that they were not necessarily taking time to do something specifically for themselves. So hence the title, This I Do For Me. And so the business is centered around providing international travel opportunities for that cohort of 50 plus. And we have actually been on every continent except Antarctica. And I can promise you, we're not going to Antarctica. And uh, at least I'm not. But anyway, um, so we've been on every continent. And the goal is 
not a hedonistic experience where you are just traveling for the sake of traveling, but also using that opportunity to delve into personal development, inner exploration, and that kind of thing. Wow. And how long has it, have you been doing this now? Since 2015. And then um, as of 2019, I started a podcast called This I Do For Me, Women Over 50, Black and Fabulous. So that is an extension. The podcast is an extension of uh, the business, and it focuses on highlighting the phenomenal things that women age 50 plus are doing. That's, that's really incredible. You know, one of the things that I noticed as, you know, I, I spent a long time feeling like I was the youngest person in the room, and then all of a sudden I wasn't anymore. Join the club. <laughs> yeah, and then, but the thing, one of the things that I noticed was, was exactly what you're saying, that 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 so the further along you came and, and even if you were, were in a career that was really progressing there were all these other things that just got layered on top you know and if you have children you think when they're grown up that you're done and you know you're probably not really done and, not and, really and parents <laughs> and, and and all of that so um I think that's a, that's a marvelous business but it wasn't really when you first got started you I don't think you knew anything about lean or kata at the time, did you? No, I have actually known about lean and kata since, oh, I would say about, well, the first time, let me backtrack. The first time I heard about it, I actually heard Deandra on a podcast and it seemed so familiar, you know, so phenomenal. I was like, what is this? And I just, just was blown over by the concepts of it and how she explained it. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just form a connection with someone even before you meet them. And so right away, I contacted my cousin, uh, Tamara Winfrey, who had also been posting about a a vision board uh, workshop that Deandra had developed. And um, she was so excited about it. I said, well, let me have her information. And so I was unable to contact her initially, uh, I think due to some changes that were going on with her website and that kind of thing. But I'm the type of person that believes if something is meant to happen, it will happen. So a year after that, Bella, um, Tammy posted again about it. And then I went to her website and saw that it was a completely new website. And then I reached out to her at that time and took her vision boarding uh, workshop and actually brought along a colleague too, who was very impressed with the whole process. Wow. And so Deandre, I think you told me that, 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 uh, that Robin hunted you down. Is that the... Well, I don't know if it's, if, if hunted is a good term, but um, a good way to describe it. But um, I, I think we almost hunted each other. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, the universe allowed us to connect at the right space, place and time. And, um, and, and again, I think when she, the first podcast that she heard me on, uh, was a podcast by uh, a colleague and, and someone who's actually gone through the strategic visioning process as Donna Sheely. The second time I think we, we were virtually reintroduced is on a, um, like a live Facebook talk show 
that Tammy um, is is part. You know, she's one of the co-hosts, and Tammy is so is so interesting. Is that she went through the strategic visioning process early on when I first started doing these workshops. And she is the one who said to me, you need to stop calling it a vision board workshop and start calling it a strategic vision board workshop because of what you learn in terms that, you know, the foundation of lean and the steps of the improvement kata are incorporated in what's being taught to the learner. And so Robin happened to be tuning in I remember that she was chatting as we were, as the, uh, as the show was going on, she was posting comments on Facebook. And immediately after that, she reached out to me and wanted to know when I was, would, would be hosting or facilitating the next strategic vision board workshop. And she joined and the rest has been history. We've been uh, virtually joined at the hip since then. <laughs> Wow. So what does that mean to be virtually joined at the hip then? What is, what is that relationship like? So what that relationship is like is uh, we're connected through social media and um, she, you know, as, as she has started her process of identifying her vision and working towards that, one of the things that Robin determined that would be meaningful for her to move along, you know, to her future state and what it is that she was working on or what it is she's working on in her business and her personal life, um, she asked that I started coaching her. And so we've scheduled regular coaching sessions and we take what she developed from that initial strategic visioning experience and we're using that to build on that uh, to accomplish her goals. And what I mean in terms of us being connected at the hip, I also follow her on social media. And I get excited when I see the different things she's experimenting with and, you know, and I check out her podcast. And so I'm always sending her messages of encouragement, you know, to keep going. And at the same time, she periodically will have uh, questions about the steps of the kata. And I say this about her and I mean this in the most respectful and loving way possible. She is like a little sponge. Um, she is, I mean, where she started in her journey in discovering lean compared to where she is now, she, the book she's read, the webinar she's attended, and she's taking all of that information and she sees how that connects to the work that she's doing in her business and the work that she's doing with others. And it's just, it's just simply, I have so enjoyed uh, watching her journey and watching her process and watching each experiment uh, that she runs and watching and observing what she learns. And that, that it's inspirational to me as well. Wow. Wow. So when Robin, when you first went to the strategic vision board workshop, um, were you looking for a vision for your business? Where did, I mean, you must, must have had some idea about what you, what you were hoping for. Well, I think one of the things I've, observed through the years is that the whole coaching process, I'm, I'm aware of a number of coaches out there. And I think in my mind, I thought coaching was rah, 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 sister and bar, that kind of thing. And in listening to Deandra, what was very apparent to me was more than gathering up some pictures and slapping them on a board. It was really yeah. a strategic process to Think, and she uses the kata as the framework to get you to do this. And 
I'm always interested in anything that sounds Eastern, uh, that has an Eastern bent. And so I could see the connection. And as a result, I knew there was a framework. I said, ah, that makes sense to me that you wouldn't just be encouraging people, you would use a framework. And so the kata, uh, from what I could gather at that time, Mm-hmm. was something that resonated with me. Well, having that framework then and being able to, to see that there is a pathway forward. It's not just thinking something and then wishing for it and someone saying, you go, girl. Right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Which I think is what a lot of people think coaching is. And uh, I like this because it has a firm uh, framework that produces where you see results. And you see them very quickly. And mm-hmm. uh, I also like this process because it works through your fears. I mean, the biggest experiment I've run has to do with getting past my fears. And um, I think that's been a huge uh, accomplishment for myself. Wow. Wow. So when you when you think about that, and, and DeAndre, when you hear Robin talking about that, what then what's the coach's role? How do you see the coach's role when somebody's facing something that, that maybe is is about, I don't know if I can do that. How do you how do you help that person? Well, you know, th- this goes back to um, one of the elements of the Kata code in terms of it's important to have a coach and be a coach. And why that relationship is so important, and this is why the kata is embedded with the work that I do with the strategic visioning process, is that, you know, whatever big, huge, audacious, bold, outlandish, wild, and, you know, (laughs) totally far out there, insanely imaginative imaginative thing that we want to accomplish, it can be overwhelming, in terms of, oh my goodness, you know, no one is doing this, or this is so big, or I've never done this before. And we could allow that fear to cripple us and to prevent us from even getting started. And, and, you know, and that's how our mind works, you know, something that's unknown, something that's new, we can be intimidated because we don't know where to start and, and, and just, just apprehensive about getting started anyway. It's, it's easier to continue with business as usual, what we know and what we're comfortable with. So why coaching is important and why practicing the improvement kata is so important because you have someone there with you shoulder to shoulder that is encouraging you, that is reminding you of the pattern, that's carefully guiding you through the steps and helping you to see that that unknown or whatever it is you're unsure about that's the point where you get excited because that provides an opportunity for you to try something which leads to learning something new and which leads to growth and a shift in mindset. And so what I see as my role of a coach is of course, developing these big, you know, these strategic plans or get grasping these visions, but then developing the plan is a key part of that. So going from, you know, the excitement to execution, as I like to say, and from dreaming to doing and identifying what is that first small step I can take. And if the step is small enough, well, then your mind and your body and all parts of you are like, well, this is so small. 
I can run an experiment. I can try this. I can test it out. And regardless of whatever the outcome is of whatever this is I want to mm-hmm. test, I'm going to learn something. Hip, hip, hooray, yay for me. And then, you know, having a coach along the way to um, use as a sounding board to bounce these ideas off of, to share in the excitement, to share in the learning, and to remind the learner of the pattern, to not get too far ahead, to not take too big of a step, and to be reminded of the ultimate goal or the vision that you're working and striving to achieve. So that's where I see it's, it's um, the importance of the role of the coach and, and that whole relationship between coach and learner. So Robin, I'm thinking as you, as I'm thinking about the women who are taking your trips, for some of them, that has to be stepping out of their comfort zone. Oh, um, without a doubt. Um, many of them had traveled domestically, but when you start mm-hmm. talking about going to somewhere that's literally 17 hours where there's a 17 hour difference, let's say like in Australia or Taiwan, that kind of thing. And the preparation and the things that they learn along the way. So we prepare an entire year to 15 months in advance to going. So in addition to the financial arrangement, it's really about packing hacks, travel, a variety of travel hacks, um, introducing them to the culture that they're going to be in for 12 days minimum. Uh, It's a whole variety of things and it's a mindset development kind of thing. And one of the joys that I get from it is watching a very timid, let's say 68 year old going on an international trip for the first time and then watching them during the course of the trip and you know, recognizing how they are navigating through cultural barriers, how they are navigating through, um, let's say language barriers or getting lost. Or I had Mm -hmm. a person lose their passport or misplace their passport and and helping that person process how to get through those problems. So the beautiful part of it is that because you're 50 plus doesn't mean that you stop learning and that you're, you're, you're still developing. And I think as I learned the kata, I hope to be able to transfer those principles over into my business as it relates to the development and growth of older women. I was just thinking the same thing, Robin. I was, and I can just imagine you asking some of those kind of coach questions of people as they they're struggling with. I can't remember what I did with my passport, or yes. um, yeah, I don't know if I can if I can not have my cheeseburgers for twelve yes. days or, or whatever whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Or watching so, a person, or even watching a person overpack. I mean, just you would be surprised the, the, the amount of packing some people or things that they bring along on a trip. So that's another way of using I, I foresee using the kata. Right. Well, you haven't traveled with my husband. So they <laughs> <laughs> always say women overpack. You haven't seen my you haven't seen my husband. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, I, yeah. So I can I can just imagine so many benefits that to the business and how you are going to be an amazing leader on these trips. I know you're already an amazing leader, but you know having the this kind of 
um, background and sort of getting it ingrained in you is, is going to make you an even more um, amazing leader on the trip. Did you anticipate as you started working with DeAndre? No, uh, not initially. I think uh, one of the comments that she made is uh, during our session was, uh, you know, I want you to learn this so that you can teach other older women this. And then I began to think about, okay, how can we incorporate, you know, those principles into my business? And one of the ways, and, um, and she'll probably coach me through, I know she'll coach me through this process when, during our next session, but one of the ways I envision it is creating um, beyond the travel, other kinds of personal and professional development workshops. Because women at age 50 plus still have dreams. They, mm -hmm. Some want to write a book. Some want to start a business. I just met a 78-year-old woman who just started a business. I'm like, who does that? And so these are reminders to the world as well as to myself as I age that these things can be done. And I think from my experience with working with Deandra and the Kata, it is definitely uh, something that I can work with older women, uh, whether it's through the travel leg of it or through the professional development leg of it, or the, you know, the dreaming and imagining process. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do the. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say the so the dreaming and imagining the visioning piece. I think is not um, something that is sort of inherent to the Toyota Kata, um, but it's something that you've really enhanced and, and brought more to. And I was hoping you'd talk a little bit more about that. Absolutely. Well, you know, here's the thing about it. Actually, it is a part of the Kata, but I think I pick up on it more because that's so aligned with my purpose and what's on my strategic vision board and what's associated with my wouldn't it be great because as you're learning the kata you know the first step the first of the four steps of the improvement kata is to get the direction or get the challenge you want to mm -hmm. understand ultimately what is it that you're working towards and that aspirational goal has a time frame of it could be from six months to three years out but even before that and if you look at rother's work he talks about the vision and the vision is what's far off. It is ultimately what it is you hope to achieve. So my far off vision, my bucket list, what I want to do before I uh, exit this planet is, you know, I have this aspiration of developing a world of problem solvers and getting people connected to their vision, getting people connected to their purpose and using the kata to help them understand how to take those steps to get there. So a lot of the work that I do is centered around step one, that challenge and everything that's associated with that. Because once you have that clarity and once you have that purpose, well, then that's your why. And then the how and the what you understand and you develop those as you go through grasping the current condition, establishing the target condition, and then running those experiments and you know overcoming obstacles as you're working to get closer and closer to your challenge. But one of the things that I wanna share that, you know, um, and I don't, I don't know that, you know, for those who are listening, they won't be able to see me, but as Robin is talking, I'm over here, you know, waving my virtual <laughs> pom-poms, I'm bouncing around in my chair because all of the dots are starting to connect. 
I don't know if Robin remembers this or not, but when I was on uh, Tammy's uh, virtual um, live stream, one of the questions Robin asked, because I had just completed a strategic vision board session um, virtually, and there were over 100 women who participated in that session. And there were some retirees. And one of the things that I talked about during that live stream is that um, some of the retirees identified their vision, their challenge, what they wanted to work toward. And Robin immediately picked up on that and was asking me questions via the chat. And um, later on, we talked about that more through some, you know, during that, um, some of our earlier sessions. And, you know, she was really curious about, you know, the goal setting among this population. And I began to better understand why, because this is the group that she's working with. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about is you don't, you don't stop dreaming as long as you have breath in your body and, you know, you are able to open your eyes every day. There is a vision that you can work towards and age does not put a limitation on visions. So hearing her talking about, you know, for one, she, the way in which she is embracing the improvement kata, and not only that, the way in which she's embracing lean in general, and then how she's using that to help people accomplish their dreams and work toward their goals. Um, you know, that's what this, you know, this work that we do is all about in continuous improvement is developing people. And I just love to see that she's using this to develop the specific population and target audience that she's working with. Yeah, so one of the things that, that I've noticed um, in my own coaching is one of the first questions I ask people when we, when we first meet mm -hmm. um, actually is what, what do you want in terms of spirituality and what does spirituality mean to you? And that question I find to be a really powerful question. It's not always about religion, right? Because for some people, of a, of a lot of people, they may not be religious, but there always this, is this connection that people ask or often answer the question about that needing or feeling that they want to connect, that they want to have a legacy of connecting yeah. and building other people up. And what I'm hearing from both of you is that this really can drive into that and move that forward. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to add to the, you have to remember so many people in this cohort, women in this cohort, have been really dedicating their lives to other people. And not just people, but organizations and uh, churches and that kind of thing. They've been very committed to helping and developing others. But we know that we must continue to put gas into our own tank. And I think the kata is the way to do it. And it's non-threatening. Uh, I love the terminology experiment. Uh, the word itself makes me more willing uh, to try things because in my mind, initially an experiment was relegated to scientists. But when I found out it was just everyday language and what and when you think about what an experiment is, if you find out it doesn't work going in this direction, you change courses and you, you examine what worked and what didn't. And I think all of that is inherent in learning the, the uh, kata. So. Wow. You, um, you say you love Eastern things, and I'll, I don't know you revealed where your next trips are going to be, but um, I was just wondering, do you have a vision at some point of ever going to Japan? 
You know, we've done not Japan per se. We've done Vietnam. We've done Bangkok. Uh, we've done Taiwan, and uh, as I mentioned, uh, actually three places in Vietnam. I've always wanted to go to Vietnam, so that dream came true for myself. And many of the women on that trip never would have thought of Vietnam, and they're so glad it is that they went or that they did think of it. Um, I, I initially was not. Japan was not really on the list, but watching the Olympics, you know, I may add it. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually going to Ghana in July of 2022, uh, next, a year from now. July 2022. And, yes. And wow. so that may really kick off the exploration of that continent. So. Okay. So you haven't been to Africa before? Just Northern. We've been to Northern Africa. We've been uh -huh. to Morocco and we've been to Tunisia, but uh, not Western Africa. Wow. That is going to be a very powerful and meaningful. Trip. Yes, yes, yes. And a lot of, lot of uh, interesting research to do before you go. Yes. So how do you, how do you pick countries? Uh, a lot of it, in all honesty, is based on where I want to go. You know, and <laughs> and then I I have done uh, needs assessments and surveys, and luckily, a lot of those trips have lined up. Uh, we had one person; her dream trip was to Australia, so we made that happen. Another person's dream trip, although it's been put off twice, will hopefully go next sept October. Um, her dream trip was Italy. So I get a feel for where they want to go. And then I try to make that happen. Uh, sometimes it works in that way. And sometimes it ends up being another country. But those same people are going to be on that trip along with a whole lot of new people as well. <laughs> Wow. So DeAndre, are you thinking about taking a trip with Robin? Oh, without a doubt. Uh, <laughs> this year, I, you know, as um, I made my 50th trip around the sun. Yay. So I fit into the requirements uh, that I can <laughs> travel with this I do for me cohort. And absolutely. And, um, and just then when Robin shared, I didn't realize that she was planning a trip to Ghana. And I'm, I'm making a mental note um, you know, to, to follow her especially closely, because that's a trip that I would like to join. That's good wow. to hear. We have mm -hmm. space. Okay, good. And yeah. I know how to pack light. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, if you've traveled for business, you learn, you do learn to yes. pack light or pack lighter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've had the experience of taking uh, youth on a number of, of international trips. And one of the things nice. that's interesting there is we, we, we tell them that they can only pack a carry-on. Um, and the expressions are shock on their face. <laughs> and then they figure out they need to wear their hiking boots on the plane, but you know, so, you know, they, they have, they have to do that. And, um, but they, they make it, they fit, they figure it out, <laughs> leave a little room to bring home, to bring home souvenirs. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it can be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So DeAndre, you know, we've been talking a lot about, about the, about the uh, Toyota credit, the improvement credit. How did you first get involved in that? How did you learn about it? So I first got involved in it um, in one of my past work lives. Um, one of my colleagues, a member of my team introduced me to it because we were experiencing um, 
we were experiencing an issue, uh, a performance issue in terms of what the customer expected and what they, uh, the level of service they were actually receiving. And so my colleague, um, you know, called me one day and he said, I have started reading this book and it speaks to this issue that we've been experiencing. And not only that, it speaks to, um, at the time I managed um, a team of master black belts. And some of the things that we were focusing on was shifting the culture and mindset around continuous improvement. Um, It was a heavy Lean Six Sigma organization. And we wanted people to understand that, you know, regardless of if you were certified uh, with a green belt or black belt, or like I jokingly say sometimes, or if you have a, a belt from the department store, that you have the opportunity to have an impact on improving your processes. And so um, I started out, I, I read the book and I could not put it down. And then from there, I just was curious and I wanted to learn more. And I uh, signed up for a virtual training session that was facilitated by Dr. Liker. And then I learned that there was going to be a Kodakon coming up. And I got the approval from leadership. Um, you know, I'd already told them about, I discovered this, this way of improvement that I think would be beneficial to how we do business and how we delight our customers. And so they sent me to Kodakon. And um, the true turning point is the seat that I picked. Uh, because I, I always like to sit front and center so I can take notes and pay attention. And I didn't know anyone. And when it was time for um, the sessions and the speakers to start, um, here comes this woman <laughs> and, and said, is anyone sitting next to you? And I said, well, now you are. And that happened Good. to be Tracy Defoe. And um, during the, the, one of the keynotes, one of the presenters, uh, Michael Lombard said, he mentioned the Kata Code, that everyone should have a coach and be a coach. And I turned to Tracy, you know, we hadn't even known each other a good two or three hours yet. She lived in Canada. I live in Indianapolis. And I asked her, would you be my kata coach? And she did not hesitate. And she said, yes. And um, that was, and and being coached by Tracy was the turning point for me because she helped me to understand that what it meant to, that it was okay to say, I don't know, that it was okay not to have the answers that you know, I was very much um, a person that wanted to develop very detailed action plans and check things off the list and things <laughs> had to have a certain timeline and operate a certain way. And um, she helped me to, you know, just to overcome fears. Um, it, it, you know, working with her really changed my management style. It, it helped with my, um, you know, how I looked at life, how I approached at, you know, solving problems and making improvements. And that was the big turning point for me. And ever since then, any opportunity I could to attend a conference, a webinar, and and, and to practice, that was the thing. Um, I started out as a learner. And I think that is so important um, with anyone who's going to begin the journey, that they have their own storyboard, that they have a coach, and that, you know, they begin by practicing the kata exactly. And that's exactly how Tracy coached me. And I, I have not turned back. And, um, I, and so now it's my mission to teach the world the improvement kata. And my mom jokingly says that I'm trying to start a kata, a kata church. And she may be right. But even my mom, my mom is understanding the steps of the improvement kata. 
and you know different things that we're running into sometimes I hear her using the language wow. and that that really excites me so if, if mama can kata anyone can kata yeah. <laughs> and we all got to kata got a kata well yeah and that's how I met that's how I met Deandra actually was was mm-hmm. at a sub- subsequent kata con I think yeah. you were on the stage at that point were you I, well you know we had met at I think um a lean leadership coaching. I think, I think that's right. Yeah. And then, and, and we, you know, became fast friends and was joined at the hip for the first time we met. <laughs> and then when we saw each other again, it was at that next Conacon, right, uh, where yeah. I happened to be keynoting. And I was so excited because that was something that I had on my vision board is that I wanted wow. to keynote at Conacon. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you made it, yes. which was great. Which yes. was great. Yeah. Wow. So, Robin, as you as you're thinking about how you move forward with this, you've been a learner for a while. What do you and you're going to be be sort of maybe doing a sort of little little undercover cut? Do you think with with your um, with your traveling companions? Um, are you thinking about taking it more broadly than that? I really would like to. Um, this is something that I. Really, I wish I had known about long before now, but now is the time. And um, yes, I see myself clearly doing that. I'm already using the language with people. And um, even in planning um, a future trip, I said to uh, a potential partner, wouldn't it be great if we did Da, 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 da. And so I, I even caught myself off guard with that one. And so, yes, I think it's embedded enough in my spirit, in my mind enough. It's not something that you walk away from because it is something once you know that it works. Uh, and when I say work, I mean that it leads you to where you need to go, whether you're aware of that or not. Um I think that it's something I know that it will be something that I use throughout the rest of my life. That's great. That's great. You know, one of the things that I, that I really love about the cutting and the idea of doing experiments is that um, we get so stuck with making decisions because we don't know if it's the right decision or not. Right. And there's this sense that, you know, if you make the wrong decision, that's you know sort of the end of the world because you can't change it afterwards. And I just, you know, I love that. I love that idea of saying, okay, well, you know, let's just run the experiment and let's see what happens. And I, mm-hmm. I do think that's language you can use anyway, you know, mm-hmm. you can yes. Start, yes. To, start to help people think about that. And then the other component that is just so, I think is so important is, is the learning. And yeah. um, I'm just wondering, Robin, how do you keep track of your learning as you're going through this? So I'm, I'm reading uh, for the second time, the Rother book. And I stay uh, enmeshed in webinars. The one thing I like about this arena is that someone is offering a webinar all of the time. Yeah. And um, I hope to get more involved with, uh, is it Kata Girl Geeks? And, oh, good. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so just entering those circles in a timely way, in a way that's comfortable for me and my schedule is how I see myself moving forward. So yeah, I take it very seriously. Uh, It's also one of those things that if I haven't read something about it that particular day, 
you know, you can kind of feel it. It's like, okay, I just gravitate toward it like a magnet. It's like, okay, I haven't read anything uh, Cotter related, lean related, that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm pretty committed to it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. And, th- and hey, thanks for the shout out for the pedagogic. So, and just so, so if you're listening or watching and you're a woman you're, and you're interested in, uh, in learning more about the kata, kata geeks is a great way to to get kind of get your your feet wet with that. Um, so you can uh, send a comment to me on LinkedIn or on um, wherever it is you listen or watch, and we'll follow up with the, how to get connected to that. And of course, if you're a woman um, and you're involved <laughs> in Lena Continuous Improvement, join Women in Lena on LinkedIn. I always want to give those shout outs. We've done some great shout outs yet. Mike Rother and Tracy Defoe with the Women in Lena and the codicogics and of course of course uh, this I do for me wow yeah so Robin for the, with this this I do for me um one of the things that really intrigues me about that is um you know obviously that it is for, for women who are over 50. Do you find that that there are certain women who say to you I've been looking for this for a while do they just to run into your arms, virtually speaking? I, I think so. Um, I think when I first announced that I was doing the business, people were like, I am just so glad to know that this is dedicated to our age group because very little is. And it, I think it had an interesting bit as it relates to the travel side. So I think that's what excites people more and more. And as new people come on, I think they come on because they see photos of what we're doing. They hear testimonials about how people feel they're growing, uh, why the trip was important. And again, it's not a hedonistic kind of travel. It's growth. I mean, we have fun. You do your fair amount of sightseeing because you're not going to go to Australia and not go to the Sydney Opera House. You would be crazy to do that, not to do that. So um, you're going to do that. But the, the central bit is how are you growing and what does it lead you to do? And one of the key indicators is that people will say to me after their first trip, when is the next trip? And that's something that they didn't do or never thought they would do uh-huh. prior to that. Yeah, yeah. Which well, kind of makes me think about the what we talk. One of the things we talk about, which is the micro learnings, right? So it's 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 the growth is sometimes it's this big aha, but a lot of time it's this one little thing on top of another little thing on top of another little thing, right? And over yes. the course of preparing for the trip I can imagine in the 12 days and then the reflection afterwards yes people must have a lot a lot of those and as we travel to Ghana and we particularly to Cape Coast where you have the slave castles Mm -hmm. that's usually a very uh, you know emotional experience so it will take our all of our learning to a new level our self-awareness to a new level as well yeah, I've heard, I've heard of people sort of not feeling able to step through the door, literally, you know, mm. yeah. it being so, so meaningful and emotional to them. Yes, yeah. yes. So Ante- anticipating things like that. So there will be a fair amount of processing of that and allowing people just to sit with that. 
-hmm. as well. Yeah, reflection. Yes. Wow. Wow. I'd like to ask both of you just as we wrap up, and I'll ask you Deandra first, because I know I've asked you this question before, and then Robin to kind of wrap us up. What advice would you give to a young person? We've been talking about women over 50. What advice would you give to a young person uh, starting out from where you're sitting right now? Starting out in terms of starting out in life, in uh, their life, their, career, being an adult. You know that um, this thing we call life is such an amazing experience and um, enjoy every opportunity to gain a new experience, to learn something new. Um, realize that you, you don't, don't worry about perfection. Um, just seek progress, seek improvement, seek, you know, ways to learn new things or do things differently. And, um, you know, take some time to really think about, you know, regardless of, of, of where you are, you know, no matter how young you are, to think about your vision and purpose, why it is you're on this planet and what you want to do to connect to that, because that will guide you. And I say that because I've done strategic vision board workshops well, with people who are as young as, you know, six to eight years old and, you know, them tapping into, they have control over their future. They have control over their destiny and envisioning, you know, what it is they want to be that, you know, they can help, they can guide and shape that. That is so empowering and especially to young women. So that is the advice that I would give to a young person um, you know, embrace life, enjoy life, get connected, understand what your vision and purpose is and, and go after it one step at a time and then keep moving on to the next one. One, yes. one step at a time. On to the next one. Thanks, Deandra. Robin. I would definitely say that it is imperative for young people to travel and to see other parts mm -hmm. of the world and to experience various cultures. That I think is critical to your overall worldview. Uh, we have a lot of people who enter social work and they've never been to another country. And in order to help those even in your own country, I think it helps to expand your worldview. I'd like to also add, I think it's imperative to have things like the CADA, continuous learning, embedded in the curriculum, starting with grammar school. Because in order to change the world, that's where you're gonna start with young people. And what better way to do it than in the school system, so. I agree with you on that. And I'm sure DeAndre does too. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, let's cut in kindergarten. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, that's, you know, part of some of Rother's work, Kata in the Classroom. Yes. Um, yeah. And on the Kata to Grow website, um, you know, that's designed to teach children about, um, you know, the steps of the Kata and learning problem solving. And, you know, there are materials available that educators can use to teach that. Or, you know, they can call upon any of us in the Kata community. You know, we'd be happy to guide them through that that as well. And I agree, it's so important that, you know, we teach our children how it is to, you know, to make these steps for improvement and to be able to have that mindset that embraces change and, and help them to realize how they can accomplish 
no matter what it is, no matter how big or small, by having this methodical scientific approach. Yes. Well, thank you, Deandra. Thank you, Robin. It's been so much fun speaking with you. And wonderful travels, Robin. Thank you. And <laughs> keep on cutting. Thank you. I'm, I'm so excited. This is Bella Engelbuck, and I'd like to thank Robin Tillotson and Deandra Wardell for being my guests on The Edges of Lean. What have you learned from listening to Robin about her continuous improvement journey and how she is empowering women over 50? And from Deandra about the power of the Toyota Carter. We'd love to hear from you. Find us on LinkedIn or comment wherever you watch or listen. No matter how you travel to the edges of lean, your ratings, reviews, and comments are greatly appreciated. Please join me in exploring more of the edges of lean. There's a lot to learn. And check out my friends in the Lean Communicators community at leancommunicators.com. You'll find more podcasts and videos with lots of great new content every week. The Edges of Lean is written and produced by Bella Engelbein. This is a Lean for Humans production.